From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm David Schultz. There's a big gap between wanting to do something and actually doing it. That's one of the main takeaways of a new survey KPMG conducted of 300 C-suite executives at large companies. These executives said they want the tax functions at their companies to get better at using technology and data analytics in forecasting, but they also said that largely their tax pros don't have the skills and tools to be able to do this right now. Greg Engel is the vice chair of tax at KPMG, and he joins us today on the podcast to talk about the results of this annual survey and about why this gap between desires and capabilities is so persistent. Engel told Bloomberg tax reporter Aaron Slowey about his main takeaways from the survey responses. Probably three big themes that came out, and it's a continued theme we saw from the survey last year, and that's just the continual change that's going on in corporate tax departments, and it's really three key areas. The skills they're going after that they need are changing. Um, The tools they're using and need to use continue to change. And then the demographics of the team uh, is is also something that's in a state of flux. And and that the third one is really, of course, across all business, we're seeing that, but it's really coming to bear in tax functions. And were the results from the survey what you were expecting? Did you see any surprises? Yeah, I, I, I think it was more or less what we were expecting. I, I think there was some slight nuances of some of the data. So, for example, um, you know, the, the use of technology and tools, um, you know, to really be forward looking and predictive you know, we saw last year there was a, a gap, okay, that the, the C-suite was hoping and expecting there would be a greater use of tools to, to use tax data to be predictive. And, and while we saw a slight improvement, it's still over half don't believe that they're using uh, data and, and tools to effectively uh, be, be predictive and forward-looking with, with tax data. Um, I think if there was one Maybe not a surprise, but something that caused us to reflect, why could we, we see that? And, and it gets to this question on uh, willingness to um, co-source or outsource your function. And, and last year, that question generated about two-thirds said that they're willing to look at co-sourcing or outsourcing their tax function. So, you know, again, the idea that you know, because you can't build technology or you don't know how to use it, or because you're struggling with resources, you're willing to go to a third party and have them, you know, carry the carry that for you. Um, Two thirds last year, this year, that number dropped to about 45%. And it was a little interesting to see the drop because we are not seeing a similar drop in interest of of how that model works for, for corporate tax departments. So while it wasn't what we expected when we dug into it, a lot of our, our analysis landed more to the idea that there's a, there's a difference between an interest in doing it and actually doing it. And, and so implementing data into the tax planning process, like what all does that entail? Like how much of a lift is it for the tax departments to start including and considering tax data as part of their work? Probably the biggest reason that I think we see tax departments start to indicate that they need technology experts in their tax function, okay? That the age-old question, you know, do you hire a tax person and teach them technology or do you hire a technology person and teach them tax? 
and people have gone both ways on that. This survey data suggests the trend is continuing that, hey, we've got to get technology people in our tax function to help us. And, and so why is that? And it is to this point that accounting systems that are set up, you know, uh, you know your, your, your enterprise reporting systems that are set up, your HR systems that are set up, you know, your property management systems that are set up, um, you know, the, the, the way you cost out employees, you know, there's so many cost accounting things that are set up throughout an organization. And, and none of those, for the most part, are tax sensitized to what tax data do we need. So someone from a tax side has to reach into those systems, pull out the data they need, and then be able to use the data. And, you know, Excel is a great tool, but it's got its limitations. And, and I think that's what we're seeing is companies are saying we have to be able to have people that speak the language of tax to have the skills to go into all the systems to pull the data. And then once you have the data for the benefit of the tax function, now you have to manage it and be able to manipulate it in terms of planning and scenario planning. And, and that is becoming a bigger and bigger part of, of a tax function. And, and I think that's why we continue to see the survey suggest that skills like coding and some of these low-code, no-code technology applications, the tax functions need and are demanding their teams uh, be capable uh, to do that. What do you think these results mean for the future of tax departments? And like, what does using tax data mean for the industry in general? Yeah. So I, I think a couple really good, when I think about the kind of the future of tax functions or just the whole area of taxation, something I've been doing for 35 plus years, I do think we'll continue to see that technology skill set drive as higher and higher importance, you know, along with that core skill set of knowing tax law. I think the individuals that embrace technology, I think the businesses and tax functions that find a way to, to stay one step ahead on technology, um, they're going to be the ones with the data that are going to be able to make the, the good observations, the good forward-looking um, you know, uh, assessments for their businesses. So I, I, I think we're going to continue to see it go. I, I think next year's survey, I expect to see similar themes, and hopefully we see some continued improvements. I know our clients are coming to us every day looking for help in this, you know, the, the technology side. And, uh, you know, we're, we're adding people as fast as we can to help us with that. And I think that's all in response to what our clients are demanding from us and from, from themselves, quite frankly. And then in light of like the policy changes with the Inflation Reduction Act and the Chips and Science Act, like what ways can tax departments be using tax data either as a reaction or in line with um, these bills that have just passed? Yeah. So, I mean, specifically to the bills that have just passed, um, it's it's starting to give a little bit of certainty to what companies have been anticipating for quite some time, which is some sort of, you know, minimum tax or some sort of uh, uh, global alignment around tax rates. So there's a little bit of certainty. So companies are able to start to to project forward looking again a key part is what's what's coming around a corner you know that that's part of it but then the bigger part is in the you know scenario planning around business changes that take place every day 
And I think this is where uh, the frustration from the C-suite was growing in the sense of, you know, there was decisions they wanted to make. You know, should we build a factory in country X or country Y? And the tax consequences are very different. And the tax teams were not able to give certainty of those tax consequences because they weren't sure where some of this reform was going. So now the tax teams can can better plug in um, you know, to, to know, to be more certain around some of the decisions or at least certain from the U.S. side right now. And as tax professionals start to prepare for IRA and the CHIPS Act, to, to some of those parts to really go into effect in the next year, is now a good time for tax departments to be including data or should they wait until they get a little bit more guidance from the IRS? Like, is it a busy time right now? Um, for tax departments to now add on data into their into their work. Yeah, so it is a good time to do it, um, and and it's it's sort of like it's been an ev- it's always been going on. It's a question of what's the volume to do it, and then when are you willing to make investments into this part of your tax function? And again, the the you know the survey is interesting in that there, there's a higher percentage that are saying they want to make better use of data than they are saying they want to uh, hire and retrain their people for that skill. And that gap is is a little bit where we expect that they'll lean into third parties to help them. So if, if you think about using data, having resources to help you use the data or building technology to help you manage the data, that becomes an investment, a, a, a capital allocation issue for a lot of businesses. Do I hire that and build that internally, or am I better served to go get it externally? So now that we see what the Tax Reform uh, Act is like, that's going to let companies see the certainty of how big of a change was that relative to what they currently have. The bill that was passed was much skinny down bill than what did, that Biden initially wanted to do. And, and so a lot of companies are saying there's probably more coming, okay? And, 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 and so now you're in this situation of, well, we don't know all of the changes yet, so do I really want to build technology against the current changes or do I want to keep waiting to get the next round of changes? And that's the perpetual challenge tax functions have is the ever-changing tax rules make it hard to keep up with building tools and technology, which then have to be updated again and again. Your question was, is now a good time? I think now is as good a time as any because the more you wait, the further you get behind. And I think that's clearly, you know, the survey indicated um, that that companies, the C-suite is feeling like tax is not keeping up. So I think the tax functions need to see this as a chance to to begin to, to make some of those investments. That was Greg Engel, Vice Chair of Tax at KPMG, speaking with Bloomberg Tax's Aaron Slowey. And that'll do it for today's episode of Talking Tax. You can find up-to-the-minute news and latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax is produced by myself, David Schultz. Rachel Daigle is our editor, and our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is that legal? Why is that legal? Have you ever seen a big trial in the news and wondered, what's really happening there? Have you ever pondered the question, why are lawyers the way that they are? And how much money do they really make anyway? 
These are the things we live and breathe over at On the Merits, Bloomberg Law's weekly legal news podcast. On the Merits looks into the biggest stories playing out in the legal industry right now, and we feature the finest journalists covering the biggest legal stories from across the Bloomberg Law newsroom. You can hear it wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.